0: hi Hi. (laughs) all right so today we're
1: talking about
0: why is it all about you Hmm. the seven deadly sins of narcissism sandy
1: hodgkiss i love you i love your book (laughs) do Um... you know a narcissist Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. if you're alive you probably know a narcissist right and
0: it probably is your boss your husband, a parent—I mm. mean, gosh, I see that so much. A boyfriend, yeah.
1: Uh, you know, it's—is it's, it, it more common in men than it is in women? I yes, feel like it is, but it I is. feel like I know a few female narcissists.
0: It is more common in men than women. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, this is this is interesting. How the diagnostic criteria—this um, is a personality disorder. Mm-hmm. It's in Axis Two of the diagnostic criteria, and there's several personality disorders, and it's interesting. One of them is called Borderline Personality Disorder, which is kind of like the old-fashioned hysterical, like, oh, she's screaming, she's yelling, she's all over the place. Woman, and there's more borderline women Mm -hmm. and more narcissistic men. It's kind of cultural because narcissism is kind of more about arrogance, bravado, like, Mm -hmm. do you know who I am? And so it's interesting how it's kind of culturally fits. You do suit. You do see female narcissists and you do see male borderlines. But I will tell you as a therapist, it's kind of tricky because we don't even look for that. Like if we have a male borderline, it's kind of like, Mm. "Hmm, "Hmm." "Hmm." and then finally six months in, we're like, oh, wow, you know, because we don't expect a male to be be borderline borderline. and we don't expect for a female to be narcissist. Interestingly, oftentimes these two will find each other and date or marry. Oh. They're they're kind of cozy together. But yeah, there's some cultural stuff there.
1: So narcissism, you know, you always think of someone, you, you know, we throw that around now in the age of social media. They are such some a narcissist. I mean, they're always posting selfies. But in reality, that person is not likely a narcissist. No. I mean, a narcissist has um, very specific, specific traits. traits.
0: Yes. And that's what I love about this book is that it's very easy to read and you can kind of pick a trait per lunch break, mm-hmm. you know, and read it and get, and have, read that chapter and get familiar. And the thing about it is, is let me caution you, any book that you read, especially Suzanne.
1: <laughs> I read 10,000. And any book
0: that she reads, she's going to call me and be like, am
1: I up? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, we all do this. So <laughs> She made me, okay, I just have a funny side story really quickly. So I was worried my son might have ADD. So right. she gave me this book, Driven to Distraction, and I called her, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I think this is me, but I really do think that is me. <laughs> uh, I cannot totally deny. <laughs> you might have a But yeah, lady. I did read this and thought, oh my gosh, maybe I'm a narcissist. So fun little
0: trick, uh, fun little tip to know. If you read this book and think you're a narcissist, you're, you're not probably a nar- not a narcissist mm-hmm. because one of the traits of narcissists is that they don't see themselves, and they certainly don't see themselves as a narcissist. Mm -hmm. So interestingly- They're not self-aware. Right. Mm -hmm. And so interesting, when, when I have people read books, Almost across the board, 90% of them come back and go, I think that's me. And they're usually reading about something that's not them, but most of us are codependent. So we take on those traits. We're like, Oh, I think I do that, I do that, oh mm-hmm. my god, I'm a horrible person. And we, we want to have take responsibility, right? We're mm-hmm. overly responsible. So usually if you take on the traits, you're usually just codependent and yeah. make everything that it's
1: yours. So in this video, we really wanted to show people sort of how to spot a narcissist, mm-hmm. and you know, you kind of want to steer clear of them, if you're if you're in a, a dating or situation, how to spot mm. them, um, how to deal with one, if you yeah. are in a relationship with one, yeah. or or if it's your boss or whoever, right. and then also how not to raise one, because they're mm. you know because I think there's a specific way that these people maybe were raised or something happened to them when they were younger that created sure. this sort of narcissistic disorder. Well, yeah, I think that it, it's hard. <laughs>
0: If you're asking how do I not raise a narcissist, you probably probably are not because
1: (laughs) the way to raise a
0: narcissist is, one of the ways is to not raise them, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of narcissists, so my goal, those are your three goals and I agree with those and I love those. One of my goals, I've kind of, I've had a little bit of a revelation recently as a therapist and I'm super excited about it. I'm not a real judgmental person. I I really try to trust people's process and I, I really believe like, You know, we're all doing the best that we can. Mm -hmm. But with narcissism, it's very easy to kind of get this information and then tag people and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, this person's not (laughs) going to change. No, yeah, (laughs) forget about it. It's all about them. And what I've really become really super compassionate about lately is that people that are narcissists Often they're coming from a ton of wounding, mm-hmm. and one of the ways that a narcissist can be created is that there is nobody taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Like these are the kids that are riding their bike to their own games, they're getting themselves to their sports, they're finding rides to everything, they're doing their homework by themselves they're at night. Coming home they're, to yeah, an empty house, right? They're overachievers. They're handling everything themselves. Maybe they're, you know, mom or dad's alcoholic, and the other one's codependent, and everything's focused there. But they're not getting what they need. They're mm-hmm. not feeling so. Supported. They're not feeling loved. They're cooking their own meals or doing their own laundry They're just not getting and it may not even be that it might just be the emotional support and needs that they need and at some point when their is developing they make a decision. You know what if I'm gonna have anything I need I gotta get take it for care of myself. myself I gotta yeah. take care of me because you're not taking care of me so I have a lot of compassion and and I think that a lot of people, even people that might have five of these traits or four of these traits, you know, what we say with personality disorders is you really look at somebody and it's like, wow, they got every one of them. But you know, when you we all might have some of these traits, you know, anything you look up, you're especially at some points in our life, right? Absolutely. You're gonna identify with some of these traits. But are you workable? Are you able to recognize, you know what, I am very self-focused because I didn't have anybody to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And now I have to learn to have some empathy and compassion for others because it was always just me looking out for me, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I would like to build some compassion for people and teach you right.
1: how to compassionately deal with somebody deal with if they're them.
0: difficult. Yeah.
1: So. All right, so let's talk about some of the traits. Mm-hmm. Um, and this book lays them out: the the seven deadly sins. Is that what they call them? Yes. Deadly? Why, <laughs> what <laughs> are they deadly? <laughs> yeah, they're kind of rough. Yeah. All right. Uh, why so, is it all
0: about you? The seven deadly sins right. of narcissism. All right. So
1: the first one is shamelessness. So
0: I I found I tagged a little page Um, for some children the experience repeated over and over in the course of socialization is so crushing that they never quite get over it and they spend their lives avoiding anything that makes them feel ashamed so this is when we're growing up and we're just feeling ashamed Mm -hmm. recent research in neurobiology has shown that the developmental brain is not yet ready to process the intense experience of shame at an age when socialized socialization begins and that the lack of an emotionally attuned parent at this crucial time can stunt for life the growth and the pathways for regulating such unpleasant emotions. So as you can imagine. They have a hard time being criticized. None. You cannot criticize me at all because Mm. I have no holding space because I didn't have an attuned parent who held me when I cried when they made fun of me when something horrible happened at school and my pants fell off while I was doing the you know, running track and okay. I, everybody laughed and I didn't have an attuned parent that can hold me when I cry and say, oh gosh, did I tell you what happened to me when I was a kid right. and all that supportive stuff that we do. So now I have no shame tolerance. I cannot mm-hmm. tolerate. So now when you, my spouse, says to me, did you really leave the alarm off and the door unlocked today? Because right. when I came in, the door was unlocked. You right. left the alarm off. Like, thanks a lot. Did you really want us to get robbed? They lose, lose their it. mind. Yeah, because you Defensive criticize them. and reactive and attacking and will rip you down to a little nugget <laughs> where there's nothing left of you because you made them feel
1: bad and they have no holding space. Interesting. The second one is magical thinking, which... Um, it's interesting because when you're dealing with a narcissist, they start to believe whatever story they're telling themselves in their head. And it, it's not it doesn't have to be based on reality. Right? Well,
0: if you think about it, if you, if we start at the beginning and say, well, I have no holding place for shame. Mm-hmm. So if I can't be inadequate, if I can't be not enough, then I gotta be the best. I gotta be the best. And, and in order to be the best, A lot of times things don't quite line up to say that I'm the best, but if I can have a delusion and magical thinking and create that, you know what, Suzanne, I am the best person on (laughs) social media. I don't know if you noticed, but I've got five billion followers. Really, a (laughs) hundred. You know, it's like they they build this thing because that's what they need. And so the truth isn't really lining up. So then they create a story. And then what's fascinating is that story, they tell it enough times that it becomes real. Yeah. And they gave an example in the book of somebody who does a a holiday party every year and now in her head, it's the party of the year. (laughs) It's the party of the century. Do you know that
1: person? Yeah.
0: Like, oh my God, are you coming? Because everybody's going to be there, right? (laughs) And so it's like, they're so empty and not feeling good that they have to create Mm -hmm. this thing yeah
1: okay arrogance I think that goes without saying right Um,
0: this was fascinating what the book said because yeah we all know that person that's like Mm -hmm. excuse me do they know who I am Uh, do you not have my table ready for me (laughs) I'm Jim Bob Jones you know I'm a big
1: deal (laughs) yeah
0: uh, yeah I call these people legends in their own minds right (laughs) but here's what the book said that was fascinating For the narcissist, they are either the best or they are worthless. Mm. Now, if you think about that, folks, that's why I want to build some compassion. Can you imagine how hard that would be? Because I am real clear that I am not the best at probably anything. (laughs) You know, so like if you have to feel that you're you're the the best. (laughs) But if you have to feel like you're the best or worthless. See, Mm. I know I'm not the best, but I know I'm not worthless. Right. So if your choices are one of the two... Yeah. And you've got to be the best at
1: everything. Right. And that is a tall order. I mean, that that's really painful. So then you create that in your head. Yeah. And that goes along with the next trait, which is envy. Because you do see this in, in narcissists, that mm-hmm. literally everyone has it better than them. No matter right. what they have in their life, it's someone's always got it better. Right? Well, what's
0: interesting, I'm going to tweak that a little bit, because what's interesting is they, you will hear them saying the opposite. What you will hear is, oh, you know, Bob thinks he's a big deal with this Maserati. I've had four of those. Like, they're not even impressive anymore. Because what they do is, they need to be superior. Remember, I'm either the best or I'm worthless. So then, when you're the best, or you got popularity, or people are thinking you're great, you're, yeah, Uh, Suzanne Boyd, she's on the news. Great, but have you met her? She's not that smart. You know, that's what they do. They just, and so you can kind of know, like if you're in early dating, this is a helpful one, right? You're on your second or third date and everybody that walks in the restaurant, he's like, oh God, that guy, he's a tool. I know him from my job. You see how he's got the nice jacket and he looks like a good looking guy. He's so stupid. And they're putting Everybody down down. and there's fat people and there's the poor people Mm -hmm. there's all these categories of people and they're always putting everybody down and
1: that's a sign. They've got a judgment for everyone. Yeah because
0: I got to put you
1: down so I can get higher. higher. Entitlement is another trait yes Um, which is you know I think that goes without saying like I'm entitled to um, well, I'm the best. Yeah, I'm the best. So I should be I should be making yeah. not 50 grand, but 100 grand. I yeah. mean, why am I only making 50 grand? It's, I just started this job two months ago. But, right. No,
0: I always I am always fascinated by this trait because I'm one of those people that's always like I just feel so grateful <laughs> that I got a raise. Or I'm so like right. it's now 12 dollars an hour. You know, yeah. I remember saying that when I first started. I was like, oh, and and like raising my prices. Don't say a word, Brian Jones. Don't say a word. <laughs> But, I'm breathing. You know, like that concept of like, I'm worth it. The narcissist is like, oh, are you kidding me? I'm asking for another raise. And you're like, but you just started Started three months ago. (laughs) Like, how are you going to ask? You really feel No, I deserve it. I'm bringing in a lot of business. Like, they're Mm -hmm. always worth it yeah
1: entitled entitled um exploitation is another trait now i was a little unclear about what this exactly means
0: well if you know a narcissist well you know exactly what this one means when you
1: do not serve them you are out oh so if you aren't can't do something for them yeah they don't want to be around you no
0: Gotcha. So, we're neighbors and mm-hmm. I'm always, hey neighbor, how are you? Because you always bring my trash can in or you always make my yard look better because yours doesn't look as nice. Whatever you're providing for me, mm-hmm. when you stop providing it, I'm not even going to spit in your direction. Wow. And so, this is the pain of being married to a narcissist for those women out there that... You know, they meet the guy and they're doting on the guy and he's doting on them. And they're so
1: charismatic. I mean, narcissists are so so charismatic and they will make you feel like you are the, you know, the princess. And (laughs) if you
0: are what they call their narcissistic supply, you're feeding their ego. You're telling them how gorgeous they are. They're so smart. They're so capable. And you're early dating and then you get married and you're doting on them and you're doting on them and they're doting on you and doting on you. Then you get pregnant and you're nauseous and you can't really dote, cause and you feel fat, and you're like, yeah, I love you, you're nice, I, I like your shirt, honey, and you stop doting, they cheat. Yeah. Because you are not providing me what I need, so. <laughs> But okay. she is. You Thanks. don't want, You don't have time to tell me that I'm gorgeous because you're sick and having morning sickness? That's too bad because my secretary at the office, she thinks I'm the cat's meow. Right. So this exploitation of I get what I need from you, but when you stop providing what I need, I will go elsewhere and you are discardable. And there's another book called Help, I'm in Love with a Narcissist. I haven't read it, but when I started giving my clients this one, they came back and said, oh, you got to read this one because apparently it's a woman who told her life story of being married to a narcissist. And that as soon as she's pregnant, the affair started. As mm-hmm. soon as there's small children and she's like, Hi honey, I can't really talk right now. Johnny's doing the, honey, don't touch that. Honey. And she couldn't pay attention. The affair started. The yeah. dismissal started. The disinterest not really talking to her. Or not having sex or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Just like, I'm not really interested in you because you're not interested in, in me. It. And so right. that's a fascinating little ditty with the narcissist. Is as you feed them, they feed
1: you. But the minute you're not able to be there a hundred percent yeah right? then they don't really you know and the last one is bad boundaries which um, you know I think this you know you look at people like Harvey Weinstein I mean you know probably classic narcissist mm-hmm. you know someone like that that just thinks that what is yours is yours, or what is mine is mine, and what is yours is mine Mine. too. Yeah.
0: right. Well, I would think the the bad boundaries is that they take whatever they need, Mm -hmm. and also there's this kind of like merging of, this will make sense to you, you know the narcissistic woman, you can tell the narcissistic woman because... All of the children's accolades are theirs. Yeah. And they're constantly talking about it, 24-7. And it's like, hey Susie, how are you? Oh well, Roger is fine. He just got <laughs> he just got promoted at his little, you know, he did his little violin thing, and he's apparently the best kid in the entire class. Yeah. And he's doing so phenomenal. And Sophie, she is a beautiful, I mean, she, you know, she's modeling since she's born. She's the most bored, beautiful baby you've ever seen in your life. She's won all the awards. And their their children's acc- uh, their accolades, right. their husband's act. So you see this a lot, like with the men who are with the model superstar, and it's like, mm-hmm. hey, don't look at me, look at her, look at her. this is right. this is who I'm with, this right. is who I'm with. Do you see how beautiful she? Is? That's basically who I am because we're connected. Right. So that like everything's blurred. Right. My your fame is mine. Right. Your beauty is mine. Even mm-hmm. though I, I I haven't even brushed my teeth today, but <laughs> right. don't don't pay attention to me because right. and and then. How that's so interesting is oftentimes the narcissist will get angry if you're not in your role. You're coming by the office. Why would you come by your office in sweatpants? You know better than that, right? Because you are me. You're an extension of me. Right. And so try to be a child of a narcissist. You're an extension of me. So if you're doing poorly, you're making me look bad, kid. Right. And I'm not having it. So there's there's no separation where your children, you know, it's like I remember saying to my kids when they were younger and people ask about this, like, well, what do you let them do? Do you let them... No tattoo? Do you let them pierce I say well I'd rather them not do anything permanent until they're old enough to <laughs> think it through right but you know if they want to dye their hair purple dye your hair purple because right. at the end of the day it's not my hair <laughs> I don't have to wear right. that hair you gotta wear that hair you know because they're not an extension of me it's not you're not shaming me because you right. have purple hair you're you right you do you and and I'm me and I, I didn't choose that purple hair you did right. but it's interesting, interesting how it's all kind of muddled together so children of narcissists have a really hard time because they're not allowed to stumble and fumble There's so much shaming involved if they make a mistake because you're making me Me look bad.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting because in the very beginning you talked about um, that narcissists are not typically self-aware. That they are not people that ever see themselves for who they are. And so, you know, you said in the beginning I'd like to give them some compassion because, you know, they are workable and maybe they can change their ways. But how can you change your ways if you're not even aware that you are A narcissist. (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, There
0: are some narcissists that don't
1: carry all these traits.
0: When they carry all these traits, like when I've tried to say something to somebody that carries all these traits, and I say, you know, I I wonder if I could have you just take a peek at this. They're like, yeah, no, I don't. That's ridiculous. That's I, you know, I, yeah, you have right to your opinion, but you know, that's that's not me, right? right? Somebody who's a workable narcissist I might say something like, you know, is it possible because you didn't have anybody mm-hmm. that took care of you growing up, is it possible that you had to focus so much on self-care that now that you're newly married, it's hard to think in terms of Someone your wife else. because it was always you and that you, you want to be that but you're just not wired that way. And the workable narcissist will say, I could see that yeah I could see that it's kind of a bad habit that you know I never did have to think about anybody but me and mm-hmm. and you know and i I don't have a lot of compassion because nobody had compassion for me, and to really help them massage that like yeah, but how horrible did that feel that your parents didn't have compassion for you? Wouldn't you want to have compassion for your son? Oh gosh, yeah, I never looked at it that way, but yeah, you know what i. I guess you're right, you know. So
1: they're able to, if you can come at it at an angle. Yeah. So is that how you would deal with a narcissist? Because I mean, if you're in a, if you're married to someone mm-hmm. and you're going through this, like, what are some tools that you can use to deal with this person? Great, great question.
0: She does good questions. <laughs> um, one is I call it sweet, sour, sweet. So if you know, I think it was the shamelessness, mm-hmm. that they have no resting place for criticism, mm-hmm. then you do not want to say to your spouse when they walk through the door, hey, I'm really glad you're here. Can you grab that laundry basket that's been sitting for four days? I can't carry it upstairs. Can you get it for me? You're gonna get punched in the face,
1: <laughs> right? Like, well, let's that is not. not gonna go well. <laughs> right. They're
0: gonna be like, you know, well, excuse me that I work 75 hours and I provide you your BMW. So sweet, sour, sweet. Hey, honey I know you had a really long day and I know you've been working so many crazy hours lately but if you could help me you know with take the, the fire pit or the yeah. whatever because it's just too heavy for me and I can't really move it and you know I whenever you can get to it because I really appreciate that you're helping me mm-hmm. sweet sour sweet so you compliment what they do mm-hmm. you ask for what you need and then you appreciate that or compliment or thank (laughs) them. That's a lot of work. And You know, it feels like a lot of work, but one of the things, again, coming from the Imago perspective, Mm -hmm. one of the things we recognize is that people marry because of their injuries, Mm -hmm. and they will marry the perfect person who can re-injure them or heal them if they know and they're conscious of the injury. So if I'm married to somebody who feels inadequate as it Mm -hmm. is and feels like I'm either the best or I'm worthless, I don't mind saying, you know what, you're, you work your butt off for this family mm-hmm. and I appreciate you and I need a little help yeah. and you know what, thank you so much because I know that you're tired. Okay. I don't mind putting some salve on that wound where they've been neglected their whole childhood, they've never been appreciated, they've always had to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. If I can put some salve on that wound and say, you know what, you really are important to me and you're doing a great job and
1: I appreciate you. Do you do the same if you have a boss that's a narcissist? I mean, how do you deal with someone in that situation? Yes, Yes,
0: because at the end of the day, we all need what we need and we all want what we want. Mm -hmm. So with a boss, I, 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 I hate to sound a little callous, but it's like if you need your boss to hear you, Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have to say it in a certain way, yeah. and the only way that they're going to hear, they can't hear criticism. You can't walk in and go, "What is going on at this place? It's been crazy. It's like, you know, everybody's dropping the ball. The producers aren't doing what they're supposed to." You're again, you're going to get laid out. Right. So you're going to want to say, you know, "Hey, I know how crazy it's been. I know how overwhelming it is. You know, you want to validate that they're doing the best that they can, mm-hmm. that they are doing a great job. But you know, can we pay attention to this little piece because it's been really hard on me?" Mm-hmm. You definitely want to talk about you, because any time you're talking to the, you are not doing your job, Mm -hmm. they're gonna be defensive and reactive. So you really want to have I feel statements, like I'm really feeling overwhelmed lately, I know it's probably me, I'm not feeling a lot of support, and maybe it's just because everybody's busy, but this is really what I'm needing if it Mm -hmm. can happen. That way you're not pointing fingers, you know? So I think that it is important, if you want to get your needs met, putting these people on the defensive is a bad
1: Bad idea. idea you know and you say it's pretty hard to raise a narcissist unless you aren't unless you're just completely
0: there's two ways so that's the first way in my you know and again you can probably completely
1: absent and just
0: completely absent is one way and again you know I am not an expert on this this is just my experience from being in the field and whatever but two ways one is and I always picture baby boys right so the little boy that's not getting any of their needs met and they just go off on their bicycle and handle everything themselves Mm -hmm. is one way The other way is, do you know that Italian family or that, you know, Cultural family that the first boy is. Born. Yes. Oh, you know the first boy. And he's, he's amazing. He's the most. And, and there's 17 family members. Oh, <gasps> <gasps> look! He just made a poopy. He made a poopy. He made a poopy. And and there there's no other children for like right. five years. Right. And so this baby, everybody's gifting them and holding them and loving them, and they're the best. They're the best of the best. Then at some point this. 13-year-old looks at you like, what? I'm entitled. Yeah, I'm the best
1: kid ever. Yeah, excuse me. Like, (laughs) I have
0: 85 uncles that think I am the best. Right. So, I think that we do see that. I have certainly seen that Mm -hmm. where I've seen the person who's like, excuse me, I, you know, I've been driving a Maserati since I'm 16 and I've been, you know, I, I know that I am the fair family heirloom to everything and that mm-hmm. I am, you know, the legacy. You know, they have all this stuff that's been put on them right. that they're exceptional.
1: Right. So that is the other way that I see this is like... So, but, you know, I feel like that era of, like, helicopter parenting where the parents were so on top of their kids mm-hmm. and, oh, my kid's the best and blah, 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 and everyone gets a trophy, it kind of <laughs> did, like, create more narcissist. I feel like we have Probably. more narcissists in our society than we used to I mean I could be wrong but well, it we just, definitely maybe have it's more... just here in South
0: Florida <laughs> no I feel you I think we definitely have a ton of more entitlement yeah. because if we all get the same trophy and we all get pats on the back for everything mm-hmm. then we're all kind of feeling like we deserve it we're worth it and you want to build self esteem but what we grew up with it is like no you're, you earned it yeah. because you are the best track runner on the team mm-hmm. and you earned those accolades you, put and you get the trophy, and not and the you whole get team. The trophy. Yeah, because <laughs> right. you did the time, and so I think our generation's a little less entitled. You know, yeah. we're kind of like we don't assume that we're gonna get it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that's the difference. So yeah. I kind of kind of agree with that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
1: All right. So if you know a narcissist, if you're married to a narcissist, um, Shannon believes they can be helped. <laughs> that's the takeaway. Well, <laughs> let, let, uh, seek the, therapy.
0: In, <laughs> An insightful person who has, a workable person who has a lot of injury. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I tell this to everybody as far as dating or marriage or whatever. If you are blessed enough to be watching this and you're like 25 and you're not married yet and you're going on dates, please read this book. Mm -hmm. And here's what I say to you. Magical question. First date. If you were in a relationship and things got bumpy or you were married and things got difficult, would you be willing to seek outside help? Nah, I don't really think I would be, I, I think I pretty much got this. I, You know, I mean, there's nothing anybody's going to tell me that I don't already know myself. Run. Run. Because what that's telling me is I don't, I, I don't believe in like accountability mm-hmm. from outside because we have blind spots. Like mm-hmm. I've been doing this. I literally, my first therapy was three years old. Not kidding, right? Mm-hmm. And then probably really regularly at 10 or 11 or 12, the way through till now I still do that to keep myself accountable and to kind of ventilate and get some of the stuff that maybe I take in from clients so that I don't carry it in my skin different reasons but at the end of the day I have blind spots Mm -hmm. I cannot see there's a certain place in my car that I got even with my mirrors just so I can't see that's the same for me if I'm Mm -hmm. in it I can't always see it Mm -hmm. so if you are an objective outsider I give you the information and you can help me you know so when you meet somebody who's so arrogant that
1: Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) they got this I got it right you know and it
0: might come from a place of scared they don't want it or Mm -hmm. vulnerable and and I understand that but somebody who literally feels like there's no one who can help them they they know everything they need to know in the whole world and in life that scares me a little bit yeah you're talking Mm -hmm. about 13 year olds yes getting uh, Those olds, two, year olds.
1: Right. At about eighteen. They know everything. At about eighteen, they're at college and they're like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything Mom. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. If you have any questions about narcissism yes. or comments, make sure you leave them. Don't forget to get this book. If you are dealing with the narcissist, it will help you understand them and deal with them. Yes. Um, and don't forget to leave us comments with any story ideas that you have. Like our page. Share our videos and um we appreciate it Yay. thank you for watching what your friends won't tell you yes have thank a great you. day a great guys day. bye, bye.